Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're talking giraffes. Did you guess which kind we're talking about? I bet you didn't, because we're talking about all of them, whether it's draft beers, sports drafts, windy drafts, any kind of draft, military drafts, who knows? We're going to talk about it, and even better, we've got a carryover from last week where we're going to test out our own funky snacks um, and give you a catch-up on the movie league this summer. It's a jam-packed episode, our 50th for Up for Debate. We hope you join us, because it's going to start for you right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 50, recorded April 28th, 2016, Draft Day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by um, the the man who knows how to pour a pint. It is Matt Mariani. How are we doing, Mr. Sean? Uh, I'm doing great, Matt. You know, ready to draft up a... Essay over here. Exactly. Exactly. We're and I'm drafting a breeze coming through our house. Drafting some folks to fight overseas. No, I was. Uh, I, I'm glad that we went with. By the way, episode number fifty and spelled it out instead of like the Super Bowl when they could have gone with L. Yeah. We we don't want to be episode L. I feel like episode L every day of my life. Oh, Matt, you crazy! <laughs> now we haven't been here for. We missed two weeks. That's right. It's been a while. What's new? Uh, you know, still still hanging around. Still drafting new ideas for episodes. Well, that is good. And uh yeah, just trying to uh look up stuff on the internet about the draft. Okay, well while you're doing that, <laughs> we've got to get some homework from the other episodes out of the way before we get to the draft stuff and we got two big things on our checklist and the first mat is our summer movie league yeah yeah this is exciting we uh if you tuned in it was a couple episodes ago we did our big draft where we went our own draft right um where we went and picked movies summer movies um matt myself colby dan and mike and we uh we looked them up, and we each got a set of movies, and we're going to total up their domestic box office gross over the summer, and the person who gets the most money wins. Good news, because um, we finally got some numbers in, and Matt, we're going to let the people know. How about we start at the end, okay? In last place, number five, with $0 earned, because none of his movies have come out, Colby. In fourth place, with $9 million, Dan... With Hardcore Henry. In third place, with $23.5 million from the Huntsman Winter's War, Mike. In second place, with $51 million from the boss, Matt. Congratulations. And in first place, with $205.9 million from the Jungle Book, me in first place. <laughs> well, funny how that worked out, isn't it? Well, it's still early, although I am pretty happy that to get... 205 out of a $9 movie is that may be one of the best deals of the draft. We'll see. I was I was pretty surprised when I got it for that low. Yeah. How are you feeling yeah. about the boss at at 51 million? Well, Having been out for um, about 3 weeks now. That's I think that's honestly par for the course. I kind of saw it doing about that. I'm a little bummed. That's one of Melissa McCarthy's lower openings. I was really, yeah. I was actually expecting closer to a hundred because that's about what she normally does. Um, and I don't know what happened this time, but a bit of a missed mark. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, um, but I don't know. I, I kind of thought it was going to go around 50 and uh, didn't really surprise me. I'm, I'm still waiting for Pete's dragon. That's my ace in the hole. You don't own Pete's dragon. Yes, I do. No, Dan owns Pete's Dragon. No, we we made a backroom deal, Sean. You missed. You must have missed no, that. No, you can't. Who said you could do that? Must have missed that. I I uh, I said that his character on D and D would get to live for another another couple days, and he gave me Pete's Dragon. In the fine print, you will see. You've got to. Uh, you, all trades have to be approved by the commissioner. So his uh, his D and D character somehow wound up with a. Um, extra powerful sword that he did not maybe didn't have when he started the game he might have found it in a locked chest 
He gets a companion character, uh, a dragon, Pete's there. dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's suspicious. Like people pay real money for things in games. Yes. All of this is worthless. Um, yeah, so I don't know, Matt. How are you feeling about the, 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 the draft? How are you feeling? You have any any thoughts? We're still early. Are you feeling yeah. good? I'm, I'm, I think I'm in a pretty good place. I can't remember uh, offhand how many. I know I have. Um, I don't Do I own Star Trek? All right. I just pinged you the sheet so nice. you can look. Okay. Uh, no, you do not. Have Star this. Trek is owned by Colby, Matt. You own The Boss, Mother's Day, which comes out this weekend, uh, right. Money Monster, The Angry Birds Movie, Warcraft, and The Secret Life of Pets. I see that now. Oh, Secret Life of Pets is going to destroy. No It'll doubt be interesting. About it. I mean, I have my, I have my, I think I know at least who the top two are going to be. Do mm-hmm. you think you'll be in the top two, Matt? Top two for movies? Yeah. At the end of the summer, will you be in the top two contestants? Dan owns Pete's Dragon. Yes. Yes, he does. I thought you said Mike owned it. Oh, no, I meant to say. No, no, Mike owns, uh, oh, no, you're right. I meant to say Dan. No, Dan owns it. Yeah, so it was Dan who wound up with a special uh, extra Correct. sword. Because he didn't buy any movies, so he had a bunch of money left at the end to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I All right, if I had to pick my top two, Captain America Civil War, I think is going to make the most money of everything on this list. But in terms of like us five, who do you think is going to be in the top two? Oh, you mean of, of players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you have a projection you know, it's like picking uh, who's going to play in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. It's like you got to... If I'm going to be completely objective and look at this draft list, I would say uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the contest, Dan, Dan is going to be one of the top two. And you know what? I, um, I would venture to say that myself. I think I would be the second one of the top two. And which which of your movies do you think is going to propel you there? It's definitely it's really going to be uh, it's going to be all of them. The boss was by far my weakest um, weakest link. Um, it was more of an impulse buy than anything. Uh, I got it early on, um, and it was kind of before I hit my stride picking movies. I would say the Secret Life of Pet. My two biggest contributors are going to be the Secret Life of Pets and the Angry Birds movie. Money Monster could be a surprise hit too. It could, and I it, think it has a star-studded cat. It has Clooney in it. Um, I, I think I, it's. I think you could get me. It's there. this concept of a base hit, right? You don't need it to be the biggest movie of the summer, but I think between Money Monster and Mother's Day, I mean they're solid movies. You, you'll make money on them. Yeah. Um. It's just a question of is it enough? Now you know, tell me, yeah. Do you know offhand how how successful was um, Hardcore Henry? Hardcore Henry was just nine million. It was a it was an enormous flop. It was virtually worthless. Okay, okay. Because I I mean I'm, I see the the grand total for Dan is barely anything. And that's from Hardcore Henry, yeah. And that's yeah. all from Hardcore Henry. I would say that yeah. may end up being the lowest grossing movie we have. Wow. Now, that's that's kind of shocking because it was kind of a um, – when you say it was like a rev- – it didn't really have a – I'll say the problem with it. I, I don't think it really had a marketing no. behind it. It no, wasn't and really it didn't, well marketed. And it had no marketable stars in it. That's the problem. The, I don't think the, the first-person gimmick was enough to really get people in the theaters. That's what what is uh, I guess that's what's kind of strange to me is that a movie with a gimmick like that does extremely well on like an indie scene. Although right. maybe not anymore because I, I'm sure that the indie scene has seen plenty of movies like that. It's just the fact that that movie to go mainstream really needs marketing behind it. And it's a tough time of year to release it too. I mean, if this had come out in February or something, I would have said okay, maybe, but. You know, you're going up. It was going up against um, Batman v Superman was still in theaters at that point. Um, You had a lot of big movies coming up right around it, including the Jungle Book. So I I don't know. I just think it's a it's a it it was I don't think it was ever going to be a big movie, honestly. Too big of a gamble. I don't know. I I thought I was a little leaning toward the optimism a little bit. I thought that if if it really had some marketing behind it, 
it could have done well. Um, people like to see new things sometimes. Um, uh, but you're right. You're right. Without without any any big name actors behind it, the the mainstream people uh, that go to see movies they like big dumb action movies. Right. They don't really like to see new things at all. Agreed. So I retract my last statement. Completely. <laughs> they don't like new things. People don't like new. Th- That's why we have Applebee's. That's exactly. <laughs> I, I, no, I agree. Um, you know, and I I will say you know, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you know, I, I look at these all five contestants and to be honest i think my prediction is you will need a bare minimum of 800 million to win you may need as high as a billion total to win and when i look at who i think is capable of hitting those numbers my top two are believe it or not uh colby and myself and i think I think Dan is going to make money on Captain America Civil War, but look at his, he owns only three other movies. One of them is Hardcore Henry, which made nothing. One of them is Free State of Jones, which is going to make nothing. And one of them is Pete's Dragon, which we have no idea what it'll make, but it certainly won't be enough. Captain America will have to, let me just point out, the highest grossing Marvel movie of all time is The Avengers, $623 That's the fourth highest opening of all time of any movie. I think Captain America would have to beat that for Dan to have a chance. See, I think it's I, and I think it's going to go there. I totally think it's going to so go I, there. So what I'll tell you is Jurassic World did slightly better, 652. Avatar did 749 and the highest ever Star Wars at 935. I don't think it can get that. I think its ceiling is 600. I don't think it gets much higher. Because you have to remember Avengers had so much hype. I'm surprised Jurassic World did that much. That's what kind of rocks my boat a little bit. But I think Dan is just going to have to absolutely destroy with that movie to have a shot. Um, and, and Matt, I, I hate to be the downer on on your parade, um, but I kind of look at your list and, you know, you just do the math, the boss, 50, Mother's Day, even generous, you know, another 50. So we'll say 100. Money Monster, we'll say it breaks out. I don't, I don't even think that could do 100, but even if we say 100, there's two. Angry Birds, probably two. Secret Life of Pets, probably two. So what, that's six. Warcraft would have to do another two. I, I mean, it's really tight. Um, you think Warcraft can do that? You don't think there's enough neckbeards in the world? I think, okay, even if you can get Angry Birds, Warcraft, and Secret Life of Pets to all hit 200 million, which I think is possible but tight, you have to get 400 million. No, wait, that's not right. You have to get at least 200 million out of the Boss Mother's Day and Money Monster, and I don't know if that's possible. That's going to be a stretch. I'll have to say that's that's definitely going to be a tough, tough to do that. I think it's tough. Now, I will say kids' movies tend to break out. Minions being a good example. Despicable Me being a good example. So Angry Birds could break out. Secret Life of Pets could break out. And that's that's exactly what that's I was That's what bank- I think you're going to need to win. That's what, I, that's what I was banking on when I drafted both of those things. And kids' so movies are always a good bet. Breakout, kids' movie hits that all the kids want to go see. Um, and they, they, I think they often do better than they're projected. I think that's pretty fair to say, especially in, um, in the age where Angry Birds has kind of almost run its course. It's at the tail end of its popularity. I think that a little blip in the radar, a little blip in the, uh, the resurgence of the Angry Birds is exactly what's going to happen. I think they're going to, um, every people will come out to see the movie well, and then we'll never hear about Angry Birds it, again. It's been wall-to-wall marketing for that movie. I can't yeah. turn my head without seeing an ad for the Angry Birds movie. That's what I'm. That's what I'm so, saying. It's their, this is their last hurrah. I think this is their last go around. I think if you can get one of those two to hit 300 million, you're in good shape. Um, this, uh, the Angry Birds parade. The, their, their last. <laughs> and and you know the reason I look at Colby and myself is is I think. I, th- I feel good because Jungle Book, I've got 200, probably going to go to 250 by the time it's all said and done. Um, X-Men will probably hit 200, so that's 450. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will do probably 150, so that's 400. Alice Through the Looking Glass will say another 150, which I think is reasonable. That's 550. And Finding Dory could be the biggest movie of the summer. I, I'm, I'm going to peg 250, 300 on that. That's your breakout right. kids movie. I'm going to give you Finding Dory, but I, I'm going to – now it's my turn to rain on All Dory. right. No, please do. I mean, this is the draft show, right? We're talking about drafts, what we drafted. I very seriously doubt that Alice Through the Looking Glass is going to hit that mark that you that you believe, 150. Um, the, it, it, first of all, it's a sequel. 
It's a sequel, and it's a sequel to a a, a very moderately to low, low to moderately successful movie. Okay, uh, hang on. Even I'm going to look up the 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 box office of that because I'm not the buying fact that, that. It carried it, it. It got it got it got panned in the reviews. Even though it had Johnny Depp, it had Elizabeth Bonham Carter. Um, it still got body slammed. Directed by um, Ridley Scott. It wasn't directed by Ridley Scott. The the other guy that Tim does Burton. the Tim Burton, yes, Tim Burton. I I just said Ridley Scott because I needed a name. Um, yeah, like I don't think I don't see it doing more than one fifty. I don't see it doing close to one fifty. I would I'm going to give that movie a okay. fair Matt. Guess, guess what the original Alice in Wonderland did at the box office? One fifty. Three thirty four. Now, no. I'm not saying it's going to hit that. that I'm not well, saying it's going to hit that. But I don't think 200 is... is. I think 150 is reasonable, and I think 200 is possible. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, we, we will see. Time will tell, and I don't believe that it hit 334 in the box office. I well, think it, that... It did. I, yeah, that's, <laughs> was, a, that's an empirical that, fact. Is that 334 yen, Sean? No, right, no. The big problem pounds? is it's opening against X-Men Apocalypse, which I think is going to be one of the other biggest movies of the summer. That's true. It's opening against another movie that you Now, own. I don't think they compete for the I, same audience, but... I think you did very well drafting X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men's going to be was, huge. That's going to be big, and I think Finding Dory is a reasonable, a reasonable pick as well. Obviously, the Jungle Book paid off. I um, think I have a shot, is my point. Yeah, totally. And, and, I, and you know what? If I had to pick a, a third person, I would say... Even even someone who is it would be a candidate for second. I think that you're you're definitely in the running. I think I'm in the running, but I I think Colby deserves some credit too, and and only because you know he's got a lot of movies quantity, but I think that's a good thing in his favor because you look at his. So again, I'll do my kind of faux math here. Independence Day, I think you could hit one to one fifty. We'll, we'll we'll round down and say a hundred. Star Trek Beyond, I think you'll hit one fifty. It's a known quantity. I think people will see it. 250. Jason Bourne, big franchise coming back. I think it's going to do well. I'll give it 150. That's 350. Um, that means Colby would have to get roughly 450 to 500 out of five movies. Keanu, Neighbors 2, Popstar, Central Intelligence, The Purge Election Year. Mm. That means they have to average 100 apiece average which means if one or two of them break out and do two or 250 he doesn't need to do well on the others i think the quantity is going to play in his favor he doesn't need pop star or the purge to be big movies he needs them just to hit 75 100 yeah i see he's going he's really going for quantity over quality but he has a few hits in there because i think you're guaranteed money with independence day you're guaranteed money with star trek and jason bourne when Star Trek Beyond is going to be your biggest movie on your well, list, I, I know it's, it's generous to say that he has. Oh, I don't think hits. he has a top five movie, but I think he has some top ten movies. You know, I, I see what you're saying, though. I see your point. I think that the quantity is going to work out to his advantage. I think that Colby will definitely avoid being fifth on our list. I think he'll 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 definitely rank. Uh, but I I don't know. I maybe I just want to be a contrarian. I would, but I I don't think that he's going to uh, get first or second i i wouldn't pick him for either one of those i think that um i think that star trek beyond is totally a uh gonna be a reasonable pick for him but i think that the rest of his movies are gonna flop even independence day i don't no. think anybody's going to see but that again movie. in the draft there are no flops they're just movies that make less money so i you know i, I don't if pop star brings in in 75 million it helps his case it genuinely I, does i don't know hardcore henry seemed like that was a flop Oh, Hardcore Henry was absolutely flop. I don't think any of Colby's movies are going to do as badly as that. I mean, because it's Keanu, you've got Key and Peele, a ton of promotion. Neighbors 2, it's a sequel. Popstar, you've got the Lonely Island guys. Central Intelligence, you've got The Rock and Kevin Hart, who were huge. Purge Election Year, it's a sequel. Independence Day, a sequel. Star Trek, a sequel. Jason Bourne, a sequel. I mean, I don't think any of those are nearly as high risk as Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly... Dan. So, so so here's how I see it, and, and then we'll, we'll kind of put a pin in this and move on. But um, Colby needs – here's what everyone needs to succeed. Colby needs a big summer overall. He needs a lot of people to just go every weekend. 
It he, just needs to be a movie. He summer. has to just flow all his movies. Nothing can miss. If everything moderately hits, he's got a shot. Dan needs Civil War to be the biggest movie of all time. Or pretty close. I mean, he needs that yeah. to be massive. Um, Matt, you need kids. I think if you can get kids to go out in theaters, I think that's going to be big. Yeah. Mike, I have no idea how to judge his slate because he has got so many out there movies and sequels. Um, I think he needs Suicide Squad to be a breakout movie. And I think he needs Ghostbusters to beat expectations because I think those are his two biggest. Because um, I don't think Tarzan's going to make him any money. Huntsman doesn't look like it's going to make him much. I think he's in oh, a yeah, tough spot. I, I overlooked Mike's list. Well, I know. I, I think he's in a really tough spot, to be honest. Yeah, I think my, I think Mike is going to have an uphill climb. I mean, The Huntsman's been out for a week and has only made $23 million. I mean, that is that is not great. Yeah. Um. And, and Tarzan, come on, who cares? Ice Age, you know, okay, maybe a little bit, but there are so many kids' movies. Conjuring 2, I think, will do well. Now You See Me 2? I mean, I don't know. I think he's got a tough time. He really needs Suicide Squad and Ghostbusters to break out. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I just need Finding Dory to be big and X-Men to be big and then just make a little bit of money on Alice and, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think, I, I think I'm think i on the best footing today. That's definitely your key. Yeah, looking at it now, yeah. You're, you're, the, you're definitely the New England Patriots of this draft. But who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll find out that one of these movies has been inflating balls in the locker room. Or uh, inflating tickets in the theater. Um, listen, I'm all for cheating. So inflating ticket prices. Happy to do and it. And then it gets and then it gets suspended for four games. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, if you're interested in following along on the draft, of course, follow us on Twitter at UpForDebate TV. I tweet occasionally uh, the standings, and of course, go to our website UpForDebate.tv/draft, and we've got the sheet embedded that gets updated as the summer goes on uh this weekend you can go to theaters and see keanu and mother's day uh keanu owned by colby and mother's day by matt so go support matt go see mother's day unless you're a colby fan then don't go for it i would also like to add in addition to having kids go out and see movies i also need some conspiracy buffs who like conspiracies to go out and see money money um, money monster Money Monster, indeed. Money, honestly, I'm almost, I'm kind of a little excited to see it. Actually, I think it looks good. It does. I think, I think it, if it were very... released at a different time of year, I think it would do a little better. It's not really a summer movie. It's a very contemporary movie. It's not <laughs> your traditional summer movie, and it, but it reminds me a lot of uh, George Clooney's previous works, especially Syriana. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, I think it's similar in some ways too. Uh, it's kind of like the big short where it's mm-hmm. telling a story that is recent history and, um, you know, involving the uh, the housing crash, the market crash and the recession. But, but with that action element. And has the yeah, and also has a, has a dramatic story with the, um, you know, an action element as well. well yeah. That'll be fun. So, I, yeah, I think it's going to I think it's going to be good. I think uh, I think we all picked some really diverse movies and um I'm looking forward to see how it plays out. Absolutely. Um, we will keep you updated each week on the show how the standings are. Matt, we've got to get to the second. We've already done 25 minutes. Wow. Um, we've got to jump into it. We got Well, we got to get to our next topic, which isn't even drafts. We've got to talk <laughs> about last week. We can't even we've move on. About- got to talk about the last episode because... Episode 50, our recap episode. Where we talk about episodes 48 house- and 49. Housekeeping. Episode 49, Matt, if you remember, we did movie snacks. Snacks at the movies... We, of course, did popcorn and candy, the classics, but we also talked about fun movie snacks around the world. And Matt, do you remember what I said on that episode? You said, wouldn't it be fun if we went to the movies and drank stale bread as if it was a drink? For some reason, I don't remember saying that. Because I remember that you're Latvian, and that's Latvians do. I'll have to go back and re-listen to that, um, because I don't remember that, um, but... (laughs) What I do remember saying is we talked about chocolate-covered uh, ants and, yes. and other chocolate-covered bugs as a movie snack in, if I remember correctly, uh, South America, right? It was... It was, uh, yeah, Argentina, Argentina, Chile, South America in general. And, likes to, yeah. and what I said was, Matt, I'm going to see if I can get our hands on some chocolate-covered insects and we can eat them on the show. And I said, Matt, and if I did. could do that, would you be willing to eat them? And you said, 
Yes. Only if you paid me. Only. Well, no. <laughs> no. So we've got here. Check it out. We've got. We've, we've got, got ant candy, chocolate yep. chocolate wafers filled with real farm ants. Yep. And we've got salted chocolate crickets. Look at that. That is exciting. That is. Wow. They that came is in these uh, vacuum packed and sealed packages. Oh, it's legit. Fun. It's a good source of protein and fiber. Ingredients in the crickets. It says toasted crickets, bittersweet chocolate, sea salt. Are you, mm-hmm. ready, are you ready to try some insects, Matt? Okay, man. I'm ready when you're ready. You want to start with the ants or the crickets? I think we should go ahead and start with the ants because right. alphabetically they That's come fair. first. That's fair. Now, I want to hear your prediction of um, what you think these are going to taste like. I, To be honest, I think the ant, I'll just start with the ants. I think the ants are going to taste like chocolate. I, I, You know, I look at these wafers and you see the little bug parts in them, but... I can't imagine there's enough ants in there to change the taste. It's just going to taste like chocolate. That's my guess. I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to taste a little bit like... Have you ever had chocolate with, um, like, chili pepper in it? Or, no. like, red pepper? Like, spicy chocolate? You never had no, that? No, I think it's going to taste like that. Like, spicy chocolate. Think the ants are going to be spicy? They're going to spicy. I think they're going to oh. taste a little peppery. That's on the fair. Right. Side. Let's, let's take one out That's here. Prediction. And you can see the ants in it. A little bit. It's kind of hard to see. Go. By the way, everyone should go to YouTube because I'm showing everyone on the video what we're eating here. Um, it's, um, check it out. And they're these yeah, nice little chocolate like, wafers. Um, you can kind of see their leg. Let me see. If, let bit. me break one of these and see if you can. Well, I broke it exactly where you can't see the ant, but um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you can see that at home. I'll just get it real close to the camera and see if the focus works. But there is an ant in there. All right. Are you ready, Matt? Okay. Uh, oh wow! You just went ahead and did it. I went okay. Ahead oh well, they're crunchy. Mm. Pretty good. It tastes like chocolate. Yeah. I... Are you sure there's actually ants in there? I mean, we might have been scammed. I don't know. Actually, they're actually kind of good. It tastes like chocolate. Very creamy. Very I'm gonna, creamy. I'm gonna have an ant in my teeth. <laughs> here we go. I got a I got a wafer here with a lot more ants in them. Okay. What it looks like to be more ants. There are not a lot of ants in these, by the way. I feel like really I not get my money's like worth. Hey, if we were doing this for charity, I would eat a lot more ants. Mm. Well, yeah, these look more like raisins than ants. I mean, I believe you can see like legs and shit. I mean, they're 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 ants, but there's like it's kind of like they made the chocolate and sprinkled a few ants on top. Mm. Yeah. Now they're farm grown ants, according to the package. Mm. Well, you don't want wild ants. You don't know where they've been. <laughs> That's true. Mm. I'm gonna take some coffee now. Mm. All right, Matt. So one down. Now we got our our chocolate crickets. Now these are going to be interesting. That was yeah, why I wanted to the, get because we didn't talk honestly, about crickets I on we the were show. Wait till the end of the show. No, no. So sweep, sweep. No, come on. I'm I'm not, not messing. Around. I'm only doing this once. <laughs> I don't want to revisit. This is not something I plan to revisit. All right. In these nice vacuum sealed container. I'm going to have like heartburn. Um, yeah, I'm looking for a scissor on my desk. Here. Oh, you can tear it. I tore mine. Oh yeah, these are. Oh, I'm I'm already feeling uncomfortable. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, look, they're they're legit like chocolate covered. I mean, they're not like baked into a wafer. These are full on legit crickets here. Up close and personal. This is this is like some Fear Factor stuff. <laughs> I do not feel good about that. They're small though. They're not like you know, Madagascar crickets that are the size of your hand. They're they're tiny. I still am unfortunately <laughs> struggling with my package. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just keep tearing at it. You'll get it. It's, it was hard. It took me a few tries. They're really well sealed. They're really well sealed, which which concerns me a little bit, right? Well, you don't want the crickets to escape. Exactly. Like It's almost <laughs> like, they, what are they, <laughs> what are germinating they in there or something? Oh, I'm really, I'm genuinely not looking forward to this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, 
I'm not like, like a, I lost a bet. And I'm I not didn't... a snob. Yes, exactly. Why <laughs> am I not being paid to do this? This should be for charity or something. All I'm getting out of it is, you know, nausea. <laughs> All right. Have you gotten your package open? Yet? I'm still struggling with this package. <laughs> I, I need, I need to find like a scissor. You oh know man! Yeah. Uh, that did nothing. That did absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! At least this will be good on the blooper reel. I I I wish I could I give you it. some through the computer, but I cannot. I find it not only um, disconcerting, but a little hard to believe that I don't have a single pair of scissors at my desk that I I'm work at every day. Now, Matt, I'm starting to think at, you know, like you want me to do it and you conveniently can't get your package open. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> You're talking like about conspiracy the theories. Eat the crickets. Mm. Oh, you know what? I have this box cutter here. Oh, please don't slice your finger off. Oh, look. <laughs> I sliced my hand open. Oh. Like I can't eat can't the crickets. Cr oh, shoot. But you know what? I'll have just enough time to watch Sean eat the cricket before <laughs> I have to be taken to a hospital. <laughs> Matt, we're recording it. You can go to the hospital and you can play it back later. Um. Okay, I think I got it. And by the way, I do want to thank... Um, Ento Market, who, uh, who I ordered these from, the Edible Insect Marketplace, E-N-T-O Market. Um, they had fine customer service and all kinds of bug products, by the way, if that's your thing. Did you contact their customer service? No, but, you know, I gave the money and they gave me the product, so I consider that a success. But they've well, got, like, all, they've got, like, scorpions and stuff. They got crazy stuff. I'm greeted by this. They got this bee smell. pollen. You can eat bee pollen. Grasshopper salt. The bag doesn't smell great. The inside of the bag. Oh, I didn't. It smells a little foresty. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's natural. I guess so. Right. Do you have one now? Uh, I have acquired one of these uh, lovely cricket treats. Okay. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just gonna go for it. Wow. He's jumping right into the. Uh, Jumping right into the pool. All right, down the hatch. Well, first off, if I didn't know it was a bug, I think it was like a crispy M&M. It's very crunchy inside. Mm. The initial flavor was good. The aftertaste, not as great. I'm, I'm still in the, ta in the tastings. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. How many did you put in your mouth? Like two or three. Oh, Matt. Here, oh, should, should I, I do you, Sean? You were, well, it's, well, all right. Here, I'll, I'll do a second. I'm supposed to be the brazen one. No. 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 Not a fan. No. Not a fan. Yeah, the second one is worse than the first. Not a fan. No. And the problem is it's got... Like when you eat a peanut M&M or something or a crispy M&M, it's just got the one thing in the center. There's all like little pieces. No, like floating it. around in your mouth. Not, not, not great. Oh, yeah that that's not that's not. Let's see if I can snap one of these in half here. Really wish I had a beverage here. Oh, you didn't have a oh Matt. You can nope. go get a glass of water. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Gonna take I'm not. I'm gonna yes. Go. You go ahead. I'll keep the folks at home entertained. Keep it rolling. Um. Yeah. So that was uh, oh. Yeah, that was genuinely not... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I did not care for that. Salted chocolate crickets. Handmade in San Francisco. Uh, it's a legit product. Um, but not one I really want to eat. Because it's not really sweet. You know what? It might be the salted chocolate. That might be the problem. Um, I don't know, because it was not particularly sweet. And it had a really... I'm trying to think what the aftertaste is. It's, you can tell I'm not a Food Network personality because uh, I can't describe it, but. I just um, went ahead and grabbed some mouthwash. And I, and I got all these little like cricket bits in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was not a winner. No, no. No way. You know what? I uh, The whole time I just had visions of like the, the cricket coming back to life. Oh, and that's running not, around inside of my mouth. <laughs> no, honestly, I was like, 
I'm a good headspace kind of guy. I didn't even think of it as a cricket. I thought of it as like a crispy M&M. M. I just didn't like the taste. They don't taste good. No. It is a unpleasant taste. Like I can't even describe it. They're like grainy a little bit. Yeah. Or not, I don't know. Like it's just a it's it's a very earthy taste. I don't know. It's not. It's not pleasant. And don't snap them in half, by the way, Matt, because there's like wings and shit. Yeah, you will that's, not like what you see. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, there you go. Our our adventures into edible insects. Matt, is there anything else weird you think we should eat on the show? I'm never gonna listen to the crickets the same way again. You'll you'll hear it and be like, that does not sound delicious. Mm. Wow. Um I'll keep an eye out for more weird food, see if there's something else. Yeah, we can I'm eat. I'm actually I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. Yeah. I was reading on a forum uh great ways to prepare crickets. Um apparently in Thailand it's popular if you roast them in uh, oil, heavily roast them in oil, preferably olive oil, tossed with fried pandan, pandan, pandan leaves, gives them a popcorn, almost like nutty popcorn flavor. I could see that. Yeah, the texture was a little. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. It wasn't. It was crispy, but not in a fun way. Yeah. You know, again, I compare it to a crispy M&M where when you crunch on it, you get the wafer kind of crunch mm. that dissipates quickly. Yeah. And it's very uniform. And this was not. This was like when you crunched on it, it splintered almost. Yeah. A little bit instead of just dissolving like a wafer would. I'm probably overanalyzing this, but very quite odd. I did not. I did not care for that. <laughs> I'm going to be coughing up crickets all night. Um, All right, Matt. Well, we've gone 35 minutes and have not yet talked about. So next time that's going to tell us that we got to do that for um, some kind of charity. Yes. Or or money. Listen, I will do many things for charity. Eating gross things. Sorry, charity. Imagine if that becomes like the next um, ice bucket challenge. The next ice bucket challenge. It's like the eat the bug eating challenge. I'm surprised somebody hasn't come up with that. Eat a live worm challenge or something. That took off over the summer, the last summer. Everybody was all about the ice. But bucket. then it was gone. And then, it, yeah, and then it just was a summer thing. Everyone forgot about it. Ice, ice water on their heads in like, the winter. How many people are still excited about ALS and raising money for ALS? Nobody. It, it, was, it was viral charity. Uh, yeah, viral charity should totally become a thing. And I just think just that each year like, one cause bug, breaks it, out? Like, why don't we eat bugs to cure prostate cancer or something sure why not yeah and then why don't we like why don't we turn curing diseases into its own viral charity like i'll cure diabetes for autism <laughs> what like, are you t- we, we somehow that doesn't make are any able sense. to cure and defeat two um two <laughs> We're able to satisfy two large-scale needs at the same time. You should cure things to raise awareness for other things. Like, I'm going to cure cancer to raise awareness about... That's uh, exactly uh, what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Pet overpopulation. Right. That seems like overkill. I feel like there's easier ways to do that. I will discover a new planet for muscular dystrophy. (laughs) Something like that. I mean, it's a grand gesture, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, that seems like overkill. There are probably easier ways to do that. Dumping a bucket of ice on your head is probably an easier way to do that. It's a pretty easy way to do it. And, of course, donating your 30 bucks. That would do it, too. Always a good thing. Um, I'm just Matt, trying to help humanity here. I know. You're such a you're such a sweetheart. No. Bench. We have got to talk about drafts because it's in the title. do it. We got to talk about them. We, we kind of picked this a because we just did our own draft, and B tonight is the NFL draft. Uh, but there are all kinds of drafts, as we alluded to um, half an hour ago. I think um, we pretty much rattled off a list. of We them sure did. Is there one in particular you'd like to to just dive into? Or... I always found the. I mean, I'm probably going to pick the most boring one first, but I always found that that like the 
the breeze kind of draft. Like when a draft sweeps into your house, that always seemed like the most interesting thing to me, you know, like, and I did a little bit of research of where that comes from. Uh, just to make a, a very long, tedious story short, it, it, it comes from a term that in old English meant to, um, to pull from something. So like a draft or the breeze kind of pulls at things very lightly. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call it a draft. Neat. Yeah. You can't, can't say you didn't learn anything. Little, little, yeah. We're an educational program. We really we are. are. We're good for about three college credits. Uh, Sometimes four. <laughs> Sometimes we offer archery. No, I like a good draft. What I like about drafts is, is, is usually I find them, they're unexpected. Like you mm. walk by a door or a window and all of a sudden your feet get cold or, or it's cold on the back of your neck and you realize there's a draft. There's always some surprise element to it. Yeah. Um, and draft, I'm, I'm thinking, it's probably not the right kind of draft, but I'm thinking of when you're at the beach, you're in the water and you get like a current, like a different kind of current comes up and you get, you actually get like a draft sensation. Oh, sure. Feet, sure, sure, like sure. Part, the top part of the water is warm because it's being heated by the sun and the bottom part is, is a little colder or draftier. Um, of course, then you don't want to get out of the water. I hate that. That's mm-hmm. one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh, I love to swim. I'm an avid swimmer. Um, I uh, I used to go to pools a lot when I was younger. And uh, I hate when you're in the water and you you don't want to get out of the water. If you've been in the water for a long time because you're nice and warm and content in there, mm-hmm. one of my biggest pet peeves was, was adult swim at the public pool, at the town pool. Publics are... Um, Adult Swim, when you all the kids had to get out of the water, hated it. Absolutely hated it. You feel only... dra- I, I had to tie this back into our, our show topic or it wouldn't make sense. You feel a draft of like a wind because you're cold. It's very drafty because you used to be in that warm water. Matt, you're our very own Aquaman. That's right. I, I Sometimes I, I feel like uh, I am... In control of all the aquatic creatures. Did he control all the aquatic creatures or was it just the mammals? Um, I No, I think it was all of them. All I can remember is him being able to control dolphins. Yeah, because those are the ones that can do something. Yeah. You know, like most fish, really, they're small and weak and, you know. People don't give Aquaman enough credit. I, I always say, because think about it, the world is what? two-thirds covered by yeah, ocean. I think it's even slightly more than water. that, yeah. Or is it um, 75%, I think. seventy-five. I always get it confused because our bodies are 90% water. Right. The no, I think it's like 70 per- The Earth is like 70%. 70, 75%. Sure. I mean, the ice caps are melting, so it's going to be more. It's going to probably be 100 someday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and then Aquaman will be very He'll be powerful. the only He'll hero. Think about that. <laughs> Aquaman is the, he's the hero of the future. He really is. In Waterworld, circa 2050, Aquaman is going to be the, the only one who can do anything. I, I liked, I, I think Aquaman is a fine hero. And, I, and I'm glad the sea has its own hero. The problem I always had with the Aquaman, like like the on-paper version of Aquaman, like in the comics, is that all the crime had to come to the ocean. That was really annoying because it was like, why are all the bad guys making their evil layers at the bottom Underwater. of the ocean? <laughs> like, that seems really impractical. It's a little like, bit convenient you know, to give Aquaman something to do. I always had a theory. Like, yeah. Maybe maybe Superman and the rest of the um, the superheroes are uh, secretly paying these villains to get to... them off their back. No, no, to give Aquaman something to do. Is they Aquaman's their friend and they want to help him. So I have a theory that they they just hire these guys <laughs> to build bases underwater that only Aquaman can can uh, can take over. Well, and they also did, I mean, they did, I mean, it's comic books, so they did, I, I remember there was one Aquaman storyline where the entire city of San Francisco was sunk to the bottom of the ocean, and then that created, like, a whole world for him to do stuff in, to save people in, and it's it was, like, a whole, whole thing. world where the entire city died. 
No, right? no, because they all became like fish people, like Aquaman. That was the whole. Th- I mean, it's it's this wow. comic BS. It's baloney. This is, this is comic. But books. that's what sucked about Aquaman. They had to go through hoops to make it work. Like that's yeah. a problem. It did work, but you had to really work for it. Um, and that you know, was what would have been a cool twist for Aquaman is what if he was just like Animal Man, like he can control animals on land and in the ocean. Um, well, they had who was they had Craven the Hunter, who had animal powers, and then of course Beastmaster. I was gonna say Beastmaster was like they could have combined Beastmaster and Aquaman. No, now Craven the Hunter wasn't he a villain? Wasn't he a Spider-Man villain? He bounced between. He was one of the like Doc Ock, where he bounced between hero and villain oh. depending on the the run of comic. Yeah, um, writing him in. But I, um, or what they could have done is just had Aquaman just do shit on land, like that. And that was part of the BS with Aquaman, where it's like, well, because he has to do stuff underwater, he's way stronger when he's not underwater, so he's super strong. And you know, they kind of like twisted it, so he kind of had powers on land. So, you know, just admit, like, you can't be in the water all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about Aquaman, but um, we went from draft to Aquaman. This is what we do on this show. I Sean. know. Welcome, welcome to up for debate. Where, where we, we talk about anything but the topic. Very rarely debate things, and we talk about lots of other stuff instead. That but is that, true. We're cool with it. We do. And I've got no problem with that. I think our viewers are cool with it because we eat bugs for them. And not not every podcast not does again. Not, not again. Not every podcast does that. No, next time we're going to eat, like, you know, birthday cake for them or something, <laughs> okay? <laughs> we'll eat McDonald's for them. Yes, we're no more bugs. Um <laughs> So when it comes to drafts, Matt, what else? All right. So next up on our list of drafts, we can go ahead and talk about the um, draft horses. Oh, I forgot about draft horses. How draft. are they? Di- Matt, I bet you know the answer of how they're different from regular horses. I do. Um, draft horses are specifically bred to do work, uh, such as pulling, uh, pulling plows, um, although you'd usually get an oxen to pull a plow because they're a little bit sturdier and easier to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, I guess they pull carts, a lot of carts. You'd usually – traditionally, you'd have a draft horse to pull around your cart that you were selling things in when you were taking it to a market. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of work around a farm that you, if you don't have oxen, you know, your draft horse would be your, your choice. Um, so a draft horse is that that's the horse that does work. Does now, work every day. Now Matt, are you familiar with the concept of a horse pull or horse pulling? No, because I live too close to a city. That is true. And I've never actually seen one in person, but I have seen them on ESPN like eight. Um and it is uh this idea at usually at fairs or at agricultural shows. My old town had an agricultural show. Did I ever tell you I was the prince of the agricultural fair back in the nineties? No, that seems like something you should have told me like when we met. Yes, we have the agricultural fair have, each year. Each year there's two kids, the, the the prince and princess of the fair, and I won because I was the only boy who entered. True story. I won by default, and I got to ride in a convertible in the fall foliage and 4th of July parades, and I got to wave to the people. Pretty cool. Um, that's, that's, again, something I would have opened with when we met. I know. I, Sean Jennings, I was the prince of the fair. I know. Circa 1995. And bonus, mini bonus, if you're friends with me on Facebook, uh, they're actually photos of me as the prince, but those do not go public. Right now. Um, But anyway, horse pulling is a sport involving draft horses where they they start with a load of 1,500 pounds, okay? Um, And they actually strap the horses to a sled carrying that weight. And the horses have to pull it. It's a horse pull. And the horses pull it for a short distance. And they keep adding weight until the horses can't pull it anymore. And who, whatever horse remains as the weight goes up, whoever the last horse to pull the most weight is, wins the horse pull. Um, does the horse get like a prize? Like a big carrot? Um, I genuinely don't know i mean there are winners so i'm assuming there's a prize nice looking female horse um i i would hope i mean it does say here horses that are used for horse pulling are generally not used for work on the farm so they horses all they do are uh, horse pulls 
I guess. It's an organized sport with teams. It's a whole thing. I wonder what a horse tastes like. You can eat a horse. I know. You could totally eat a horse. Mm-hmm. Have you ever eaten a horse, Sean? Not that I know of. I mean, you Have know, sometimes horse meat horse. slips on things. You know, they, you know, your McDonald's hamburger, who knows what's in that? Um, you've obviously ridden, you've obviously rode a horse because you were the prince of the fair. No, no, no. It was a, it was a shitty convertible that broke down halfway through the parade. <laughs> True story. True story. It literally had to pull off from the parade halfway through and the car broke down. Um, well, don't you have servants that pick up the car and carry it? You were the prince of the fair. I was a, I, I was a, I gotta look at what the, um, I gotta look at what the year was for that, but I was pretty young i didn't i didn't have much control over what was going on they just kind of stuck me on the uh they didn't carry you like a sedan no they did not wow i know um now back to eating horse Mm -hmm. i imagine that it might taste good i don't know what it would taste like sean if i figured out how to order horse (laughs) <laughs> and I send some to your house. Would you eat it on this show? Matt, I genuinely believe with all my heart that is illegal. And I believe we might go to prison if you did that. So please Only don't. In some states. I feel like that is against FDA law. And I would highly recommend you not do things that would put us in prison. I mean, you're the one that said anything for ratings, right? Well, anything for I, ratings. I don't know if I said anything for ratings. Um, not you know. Oh man, let's go rob a bank. It'll get us huge <laughs> ratings. Put it on YouTube. That is not at all what I would do. Huh. Um, I just I just sent you a ping, Matt. I think you'll enjoy. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at your your ping. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Oh, you were a lot older than I thought in this picture. Yeah, I was six. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong picture. I was looking at one of your cover photos. No, I should have sent you the link to the... It's loading. Uh, there you are. Uh, and actually, if you go to the next photo, 1997. it's the... Yep. You should, call, you should really call up this uh, princess. Oh, geez, don't. I, no, I went to high school with her. She's fucking nuts. Don't even... Uh, hey, she's she might listen job. to the show. Good. I'm, I will tell her <laughs> in person. She's a whack job. Um, anyway. Oh, I'm looking at your casual portrait now. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Look look through Scraps my folder. Your pictures. You should, you, you should go to the picture for the, the training photo with the three pictures where who you think is a suspect. <laughs> that was from a, an old training at the supermarket where I worked. Where... Um, where it was like, which of these three people look most suspicious? And there's like a nice young oh, man in a business suit and a nice mother with a daughter. And then like a vaguely Hispanic man with a giant fake mustache, huge sunglasses and like a black hoodie. You would most likely suspect in a red flag transaction. Yes. And Matt, would you like to know? Is that the... you on the left? No, that's just some generic guy. Would you like to know uh, the answer, by the way? Um, the answer's got to be the the child, right? No, turns out it's all of them. They could all be suspects. Ah, see, it was one of those things. That's why you got to click the give up button. Um, give up, but the give up is right. Yeah, the give us the right answer. Wow. Um, uh, anyway, there's also I'm the picture at, uh, of the, oh, now we're back to the beginning. The lamb right. I babysat once. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, horses drafts. I don't. What the fuck are we talking about? Um, I'm so confused. Horse hey, pulls, draft horses. Episode. Draft horses are great, Matt. No, do not order us horse meat. Um. Okay. Well, what if? Hmm? What if we went to a horse restaurant where they only served horse? I don't. I. I'm gonna have to look. I genuinely. Believe you can't eat horse in the United States. What if we opened up a restaurant that only served horse? Matt, I genuinely believe you can't buy and sell horse meat in the United States. But I will. What if um, we wrote Congress to make horse meat trading and consumption legal? 
Um, horse meat can't legally be sold in the United States. And then we supported that bill by dumping ice water on our heads and eating crickets at the same time. There's a whole Wikipedia article titled Horse Meat. Let's see. Horse Meat in the United States. Mm. Yeah, it's a misdemeanor offense in in most states. Now, who is that hurting besides the horse? Well, no, the problem is is like illegal horse slaughter is what they're trying to stop. Oh, I didn't realize that was such a um such a thing. I didn't either. Poor horses. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to get horse meat from somewhere. Doesn't grow on trees. No, that'd be weird. But you know what? Also doesn't grow on trees. <gasps> draft beer. Draft beer. Draft beer. Hey. And that is our next topic. Of I'll take that in the first round. Yes. And every round. And they're all on me. And my company credit card. Hey. Yeah. So draft. All about the draft. I mean, uh, draft beer. How it's distinguished from regular beer is that uh, they say... Draft is actually a marketing term that was created shortly after the creation of the bar keg. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's to call back to an era when beer was kept in casks and barrels and served directly from uh, the tap um, rather than through a pump, which is how most beer in bars is served today. Um, and the, the draft quality of beer. Uh, is still like means that it's top notch, tastes the best, yada yada yada, and I I like draft beer. I I generally I generally prefer it to uh, any other kind, bottled or canned. So here's I I'm I'm gonna just I agree, uh, but just to play devil's advocate. I got a problem with draft beer. So last week. You know, Matt, I was uh, in the city with no limits, Houston, Texas. Uh, That's why we didn't have a show last week. And while I was there, I went to a restaurant called The Yard House. Matt, have you ever been to a yard house before? I have. I have been to a yard house. Um, For those who aren't familiar, it's a restaurant and it's a bar restaurant. And their gimmick of sorts is that they have like 100 beers, nearly all of them on tap. From all over the country and imported from all over the world. The selection is insane. They've yeah. just got There's taps like a, for days. They hand you basically a textbook of of beers to choose from. It, it's nuts. And I was there, and I was thinking about it. I don't think super specialty beers should be on draft. I don't, because there is no way they can keep 100 taps fresh. The business you'd have to do... There's got to be 50% of those beers that are consumed so rarely that they're tapped for 30 days. 40 days. A Bud Light or something, I get it makes sense to do it in bulk. You're doing quick pours. You do the tap. I get it. But I really believe specialty beers, there's no shame in having it in our can or a bottle. Because I think you're going to get a fresher, better experience in a beer where you want a better, fresher experience. You don't care how long your Budweiser's been sitting in the tap in the basement of the bar you're in. But I do care for my, you know, uh, $10 glass of of grapefruit uh, IPA, double, triple IPA, whatever. Um, That I want to be fresh as hell. And I think the best way to do that is out of a can or bottle. Hmm. Yeah, I I definitely see your point, but I think that that only that example kind of only uh, serves for yard house. Like you could like if you go to your local bar, I'm sure that that stuff is fresh. Um, any pretty much any place that doesn't keep over 300 beers on tap will have like a a way, and I don't really know the exact science behind it. Because I am not a, I didn't go to college to be a bar guy, mm-hmm. um, or a yard house guy. Um, but I think that that your your safest, your your freshest bet is generally going to be the tap. Because um, at most places, because I don't think that they, I don't think that they keep them 
for that long because if you don't have over 300 things on tap, if you only have like six or seven of really fresh quality stuff. That's a much uh, better way to do it. Then, yeah, that's the that's better well, way to do and it. And I think you can afford a better variety if you do it in a bottle or a can because you can get a six pack of a lot of things, but you only have so much tap space and storage space and cooler space for kegs, mm. even, if, even if they're quarter kegs, you know? Yeah. And now that's the thing about the yard house too is that they're they don't really need that to be their gimmick. Oh, the 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 massive and almost silly variety of beers that they have. Mm-hmm. Their food is really good, mm-hmm. I think. At least. No, it's I a nice restaurant. I think their food is top notch. Absolutely delicious. If they made bar food, which they kind of do, they kind of take bar food and and fancy it up. That's that is kind of their gimmick. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a upscale bar food, which is. I mean, I think everything they have there is tremendous. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they really need the, oh, we got three. We got we have an absurd amount of beer that if well, you drank one of everything, you would be dead. I would. Of. Well, no, and I, I do. I think that is a niche in the market. I think it's time somebody filled because if I lived near one, I like the idea of I can go there, you know, 50 times a year and never drink the same thing twice or the ideas of flights and things like that, where if you want to try different beers, if you go to a store, you're either it's going to cost you money and you're going to buy a six pack of something or your local store won't have them. Yeah, that's know. what I do like. I like that they that sampler they have, whether you do like the 10 drink sampler or the 10 whatever that is you you really could you could ask for a sample of any beer and they'll give you a little sample. Right. It, it's that's it, nice. You know, honestly, and I'm surprised more places, I guess it's a cost and square footage issue, but really what they should do is someone should open a beer store that has the bar in it. Not even necessarily the restaurant, but a place where you can go and have a drink and try drinks. And then buy them. And then buy the beer. Buy the one you like. Like, and I know some of those places exist um, and they're becoming more popular. Wine, a lot of wine places do that where they will have a wine bar in addition to the wine where you can taste and then buy. Um, and, And I like that idea. Yeah, and that I mean, you got to make sure you have a liquor license for that. Yeah, and there's a whole big involvement. So, but it could be worth it. Yeah. We can open up one that also sells horse meat. No, no, I'm not, Matt. I, no, no, you got to let that dream die. <laughs> got to let that dream die, Matt. I am not going to prison for buying and selling horse meat. I'm sorry. I will go to prison for many things. That what is. What if they let us do a podcast from prison? Could you imagine Matt going to prison? Yo, what are you in here for? Yeah, I held up a convenience store. What'd you do? Yeah, I beat up my girlfriend. Yeah, what'd you do? I bought and sold horse meat. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I don't think you get messed with. Well, it's I a misdemeanor. I don't even think you. Like, it's probably well, a fine. I don't think you go to prison. Probably a fine, yeah. But Matt, we'll. It's probably we'll, like they say killing a praying mantis is a fine. They say like loitering is a fine. Right. Jaywalking. Um, like parking my car in the fire lane of the hospital is a crime. <laughs> Blocking emergency exits. <laughs> uh, chaining those sweatshop workers in the factory. Um, <laughs> no, I, um, I, 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 Matt, when, when we become super famous from doing this and we take the show on the road to England, we'll try some horse meat. I promise. All right. Fair enough. Done deal. We'll go to the yard house and ask if they have any. Um, Matt, we're out of time. We're out of time. There were so many more drafts we could have talked about, but this is where I didn't even get to talk about my favorite thing about the NFL draft. What's that? Which is this. I don't know if it's new because I've only watched the draft for a few years, but this tradition of booing the commissioner every single time (laughs) he makes a pick is my favorite thing. Because, like, the dude's just doing his job. And if you don't like him, that's fine. They hate him. But, like, when did that become a thing? Like, by People default, you have to boo him. <laughs> like, it's not his fault. He's not picking the players. And, but, no, I, to my knowledge, nobody's asked him about it. I think the reporters no. are too afraid to and ask him. he looks him. so irritated. I just want them to I want them to interview it. Like, in an interview, be like, now, why do you think people are booing you? I mean... I would hate to have people do that at I mean, my it's not job. A, but like, what's weird is it's not a press conference. It's not. No, this is like a legitimate NFL event where there's yeah. no need to boo him. <laughs> it's just weird. It doesn't make any sense. And what it's I like so about funny. it, though, is that it's a unifying thing. Yes. Like, 
because everybody in there has the jerseys on of their favorite team and they cheer for when their team makes a good pick and everybody and boos you're the commissioner fan, then you're pissed off when they make a good pick even <laughs> though it's a good pick you're mad because they didn't pick who you wanted them to pick um but uh when the commissioner comes up you boo everybody boos them and it's like it's like everybody's doing it and everybody's and they do like, it for every single pick they do it for like all the picks or the um Singing the national anthem, booing the NFL commissioner. Oh, it's I a, love it. National pastime. Puts a big smile on my face because he looks so annoyed. And he always looks so annoyed by it. Um, but yeah, I anyway. wonder if, if he walks up to the podium and he thinks, like, they're not going to boo me. Today's not this the day. Year. Not this year. Today's the day, gonna Roger. Turn this around. I'm not going to get booed. And then, it, oh, man, they're booing me uh-huh. again. Um,. Um, all right. Well, on that note, we're done. No more nonsense. We've done plenty this evening. Um, upfordebate.tv is the website. You should go there because it's got all the episodes, past, present, future, audio, video. Check out the video on YouTube. Um, you can search for Up for Debate or you can just go to our website and click the links button and the YouTube link is on there. We do the video. You can watch the video of us eating the bugs. Uh, it's fun, I guess. Um, not for us, but maybe for you. Um, and of course, listen to the audio version, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. We're now on Google Play Music, so you can check us out there as well. Um, again, all the links are on the website, as well as at TV on Twitter and TV at gmail.com. We're literally everywhere. Um, we will be back next time with more stuff. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Um, we've got a long list. Um, but like this episode topic, is stuff might just come up. Who knows? Yeah. Anything's possible. That's right. If you believe. In a world where you've eaten cricket, just about anything is possible. Oh, I'm like nauseous. Oh, all right. No more of that. Um, I'm going to go rinse my mouth out with soap. Uh, So I guess we'll wrap this up. On behalf of Matt, this is Sean thanking everybody for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you next time for another exciting debate here on Up4Debate.